0: Hello and welcome to a special June DCM podcast. My name is Tom Lennay. I say special because I was planning on doing a full June podcast later in the month after Cine Europe. But if I don't get that one out in time, this one will become the normal June DCM podcast and there'll be nothing special about it. Until that point, it will remain a special DCM podcast all about the recent Sundance London Film Festival that just concluded at Picturehouse Central. Sundance is the festival for independent cinema, and the main festival takes place in Utah in January. But for seven years now, a selection of the best films from Utah have made their way across the Atlantic for this London iteration. The lineup, as always, was rich and varied, from Emma Thompson's new comedy Late Night to documentary Apollo 11, A Look at the Mission to Land on the Moon, and crime dramas such as Daniel Scheinert's follow-up to Swiss Army Man, The Death of Dick Long. As part of this podcast, I was lucky enough to go to Sundance London's Press Day and interview a few of the key people behind the festival this was my first experience at a press day and boy it was stressful especially when you're trying to record audio as a result the sound on a couple of the interviews isn't as smooth as usual but i think they're still listenable before we get to those though i'll stay in the safety of dcm towers for a little while longer and chat to erai Gallup, who works on dcm's creative team dcm studios erai was integral in helping find a headline partner for sundance film festival Hi, Eri, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Tom? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really well, thank you. Uh, thank, thanks for asking. You know, it means a lot. <laughs> how are you in yourself, though? That's what I want to yeah, know. Do you know what, Eri? I've got a sore finger, but we won't go into that. It's a cricket injury. Oh. So, um, I mentioned that you have were integral in helping oh, find wow. a headline partner for Sundance London. Why is the headline partnership with Sundance such a good opportunity for a brand?
1: I think Sundance Film Festival is just a great opportunity in itself. Um, Pitch House do a fantastic job over the last few years of bringing the best of Sundance Film Festival to the UK. Um, And Pitch House in itself target a great kind of upmarket 25 plus ABC1 audience. And, And what it represents for brands is a chance to chat to these real kind of, these are the opinion formers, the early adopters. These are the people that want to see the film before there's any buzz. They want to be the ones that you know, found out about Tarantino before anyone knew about Tarantino. They want to be the buzz makers. The buzz maker, I like it. Be of the IMDb of the world. <laughs> so how did the Honda partnership come about? So Honda, as you may be aware, obviously do the Channel 4 partnership where they've done for the last few years and really kind of embedded within film. Their create is really fantastic where they kind of break down the anatomy of a kind of film scene showing from kind of initial drawings and it kind of manifests into an actual scene to show the kind of all the craft that goes behind filmmaking um so when we was approached by dentsu aegis they kind of said to us we've got this creative and we want to really make this creative work for us and kind of go beyond the kind of channel 4 partnership and it just so happened at the time we were kind of talking to pitch house about sundance film festival and so what that presented an opportunity for honda was to be able to get under the skin of kind of this sundance film festival where you're speaking to these opinion formers so you're speaking to this audience who are filmmakers in themselves and uh can really relate to that creative and kind of really So contextually, it works really well for them. So what we was able to do is actually have that creative play out before key films. Um, Honda received kind of branding across all kind of touch points, as well as the Evening Standard, kind of beyond Pitch House, all the kind of touch points that they did to promote Sundance Film Festival and really embed the brand within the kind of partnership.
0: So you mentioned just then that uh, the branding has a life far wider than the festival itself can you just talk a little bit about that
1: yeah of course so pitch house really get behind sundance film festival so they start talking from sort of month and a half beforehand with kind of online touch points newsletters they're kind of all their cinema touch points because they really engage with their cinema audience and and they have a big audience they have a big audience <laughs> and their audience are really engaged their open rates are ridiculously high um on their newsletters because people really trust the kind of the voice of picture house um, so that's kind of starts and then what happens is it gets closer and closer they really dial up a notch so you'll see kind of pull outs in evening standard they have kind of presence across timeout and for the brand you're actually getting access to that as part of the partnership and that all kind of comes as added value so the partnership is more than just a media plan on a bit of paper it's all the kind of bits and bobs that come outside of it So what you're saying is it's an exciting opportunity. Well, I'm saying it's a right steal. It's it's
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Honda Creative is is a perfect fit. I saw it for the first time a couple of months ago, and it is just really beautifully put together, which is what it's about, and that's why it fits so well with the filmmaking uh, behind Sundance London. But a brand doesn't have to have a creative, do they?
1: No, not at all. And I think we've seen in the last sort of year or so where we've worked a lot with brands that may not have a creative or just want to be more aligned with cinema in general, and we've been able to kind of almost create content to contextualize it within that environment so yeah great that honda had that creative and it worked fantastically well but there are opportunities around where we can help facilitate kind of contextualizing creative they've already got or creating something from bespoke and um and i think there's opportunities beyond that just thinking outside of the creative it's just about brands that really want to access that audience and be part of that buzz and Pitch House Central is a great space to activate over the weekend, whether it's sampling or uh, hosting talks or dinners. It's almost a blank canvas for brands to be able to bring that to the table. Yes, there's always a media plan that we kind of work towards, but it's how do we take it beyond that and make it live beyond just a media plan. And also with our DCM studios, we can create creatives, which is something we're doing more and more. Indeed, and I think we've seen multiple kind of examples of how it's just worked fantastically well. You know, The NatWest activity ran last year. KFC, which is running at the moment. Yeah. And if, you se- if you haven't seen Godzilla: King of Monsters, go see that, and you'll yeah. see uh, the KFC ad that we worked on. And I, I mean, I, I'd seen it obviously at work, but then I actually went to go see Godzilla, and just seeing it in that contextual environment—you've seen the gold spot play out the normal kind of ad, and then it goes into this kind of creative. It just—it makes it really relevant and resonates with that audience much more. So, what are your hopes for the Sundance partnership next year? I think bigger and better is what I want. That's exactly what I want to do. <laughs>
0: That's what I always associate with you, Eri. Bigger and better. Well, thanks for joining me, Eri. You're welcome. Thank you Thank you for having me. Now it's time to venture out of the safety of DCM Towers and head to Sundance London's Press Day, where I caught up with Claire Binns, Managing Director of Picture House Cinemas. So I'm here at Sundance London with Claire Bins, who is the Managing Director of Picturehouse Cinemas and Sundance London takes place this weekend. Hi Claire.
2: Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm very good on this bright sunny morning. It's a, it's
0: a beautiful morning and it hasn't been very beautiful for the last and couple of No days, it either. hasn't
2: but that's always good for the cinemas. So you've
0: done your Sundance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so why is Sundance and Picturehouse such a good fit?
2: Um, because Sundance celebrates everything independent uh, it absolutely supports new filmmakers and it's got a real interest in developing the culture of film and I believe that that's where Picturehouse sits as well, we're all about diversity, about challenging the norm. so it's a perfect fit for us.
0: So when Sundance came to you for the first time and said, how, how did that relationship first start?
2: Well, it was more that they came to London. They were originally at the O2. And um, when I saw they were at the O2 and we were building Picture Hour Central, I thought, I want some of that. So we approached them and said, when we build our new Uh, flagship site in the heart of London, wouldn't it make sense for you to come to us? And they thought it would make sense. So they came, this is our fifth year together, and it just gets bigger and better each year.
0: So in terms of the programme this year, last year Hereditary was the big breakout here, I would say. Uh, What do you think it might be this year?
2: Well, I mean, we've got a really broad range of films this year. Um, The film that we're opening the festival with, Late Night, with Emma Thompson, is an astounding piece of cinema in that it does everything you want from a film. It entertains, but it's got a very serious message at the heart of it. So I think Late Night will be... um, Very good, I think Animals, the Sophie Hyde film about female friendship, two women coming up to their 30s, could well break out. And then we've got a fantastic documentary, Apollo 11, which um, is very timely given the anniversary of the moon landing. So there's really, with the panels and the programme, there's so many films that I think are going to punch above their weight.
0: And do you get any say in which films make the transfer from Utah to London? Yes.
2: The way the process works is that uh, the Sundance programmers give us a list of films that they think would be great for London we go and watch all of those and we also watch a whole load of other things as well and then it's very much a collaboration between us as to what we invite what we don't invite and to try and get a rounded interesting program that reflects the program in Utah
0: so do you think there is a a different the program is has a different feel in London to the one in Utah
2: Um, I think it's a pretty good snapshot actually because the theme is celebrating risk and I think we've done that exactly over here. So what we try and do is just to make sure that the people that live in this country get a chance to talk to all the directors and the programming team from Utah. So it's really... It's, it's British in that we're giving people an opportunity to taste what's going on in the States, but also a chance for people to meet, mingle, and learn from what's going on over there. So.
0: And so Honda are the headline sponsors this year. How important are partnerships of this kind to the festival?
2: Oh, they're vital. Uh, Simply, you know, when people reel off the list of sponsors at the start of a festival, and what I have learnt in my time of doing this festival is that sponsorship makes these film festivals happen we seriously could not do it without them and it's vital and the fact that we have support to do something so creative and interesting from these lead partnerships is absolutely wonderful
0: so what makes a good partnership
2: A good partnership is someone that understands what we're trying to do and we understand what they need. And it's really working together to explore fully how we can best do the best for each other.
0: And in terms of making the festival evolve and still remain relevant, uh, how difficult is that and what can we expect from Sundance next year?
2: Well, um, I think what do you have to remember is that everybody's working on this all year round so this is not something that just happens in utah in january and june at picture house so everybody's working and talking to each other all year round to make sure that ideas filmmakers trends that we're really involved with everything that's going on in the industry and what's important and i think it's then all deciding what's important for us um, for film culture to reflect like the next year.
0: Shortly after speaking to Claire, I was whisked onto another table where John Cooper, the director of Sundance Festival, and senior programmer David Courier were waiting. We shook hands and I was told I had 10 minutes, and I started by asking what sets Sundance apart from other festivals.
3: I think that we're a festival of discovery. That's the, that's the main uh, thing that's different. We have a lot of new directors, new voices, new talent, so there's a natural discovery. And because of that, a lot of the films seem maybe fresher and more original, we're looking for that as well. So I think we're, um, I never like the word just youth, because it's not about youth, but it's about a very um, fresh discovery uh, um, that drives us.
4: Yeah, I mean, every major film festival has some kind of onus about it, is that we'd like to talk, you know, Cannes just happened, Cannes is where the great auteurs of the world go to show their next movie. We are, as Cooper said, all about discovering what's next and who's new. And it's a, it's, a, it's a very exciting thing to watch, you know, somebody who you know is going to be a superstar and no one's ever heard of them and you've just watched something that blew your mind. That You know, it's, it's, I, it's what keeps me passionate in the
3: job. I'm sorry, I'm jumping back to your other question. Okay. Um, just that we have such a legacy here in Britain with showing British films at Sundance. Even before there was a, a, an official world cinema competition at our festival, we had, we're now, now Britain's a part of that as well, we would always show British films just because they were good. So we had a, a, a history not only with the industry, but a history with a lot of filmmakers. So we knew that this would be a good place to, to um, get um, energy from a lot of different um, audiences here. And what differentiates the two festivals? Well, this one's a direct. We take films right out of that festival, so it's a more of a continuation than the, um, the launch of it. Um, that's the main difference.
4: And and it's it's a, a smaller, more compact festival. It takes place over four days. We show uh, this year we're showing twelve features, one secret screening, and three rep films, and and about four or five panels, and two shorts programs. So. Yeah, expand that to you know a hundred and twenty something features in Utah, eighty shorts, you know, like that. It's
3: just everything is the best bigger the, and longer. The best thing about here is that we're in one location, so you can really run into everybody, and you run into a lot of people who are young filmmakers, and we create events for that. So the notion that it's smaller, we get to hang out even with our own directors. I'm still meeting our directors here that I yeah, didn't really know too. that well. I, I said hello to, but now I'm having breakfast and lunch with them, and and that's really fun, too. Yeah, that's a treat. So why are
0: Sundance and Picturehouse such a good fit?
3: They have the exact same um, uh, goals and um, attitude, I think, towards film. Um, yeah.
4: I mean, their... They break rules. Yeah, Their passion for the independent cinema uh-huh. is extraordinary and it's everything we're about and you know we were, we, we were previously at the O2 and it you know it, lovely people to work with and it was a wonderful partnership except you know it was the O2 it was like doing Sundance at Madison Square Garden so
0: this and that was, and it's
3: not the easiest place to get to no it's and not that, that but also it was an experiment to bring a lot more music in yeah Which is really hard. Really hard to do.
4: (laughs) Especially when their top liners were there once while Pink was playing. It's pretty tough for an independent film to compete with Pink. But this place, when they were building it, we watched it, as Cooper mentioned, it was totally redone and refurbished. And I joke that they made every design choice out of the Sundance catalog. Everything is like exposed iron and wood and brick. That rustic elegance that is what the Sundance brand is all about.
0: So Honda are the
3: headline sponsors this year. How important are partnerships of this kind to the festival? I think they're very uh, important to us because we're also putting a stake out in the world and we're showing the world that we're not just interested in American film primarily. So that is helping us with all of our programming. you know, And the other work we do at the Institute, going to other countries, um, doing labs in other countries, you kind of have to start you have to start walking the walk before people trust you to to do it with you so
4: yeah and another benefit of this festival is for uh, it benefits the UK release of every one of these movies so you know press happens because of Sundance London people can make you know so when the film ultimately opens in theaters you know they have these quotes about it they uh, word of mouth may have happened you know you don't miss animals it's phenomenal you know whatever it is so that's one of one of the reasons i'm hoping
3: sometimes it even influences the um the sale for this region because they know they have this place where they can get a kind of a hit you know the marketing hit that you need for a very small film in particular where you don't have a lot of money to put behind it so we're kind of providing that platform to launch a film into the marketplace here so in terms of the headline sponsor what makes a good partnership like-mindedness, having a terrific venue <laughs> that they yeah. want to share, um, flexibility. Equal, a, yeah, we're so flexible. Passion with them.
4: and uh, I would say organized a, a level of organization because it takes a lot. Uh, there's so many yeah. factors into putting up into a film festival. You really got to be on your toes as far as organization. So uh,
3: they that's have a great team here. Yeah. It's been terrific. And we have an amazing team, too. And we all get along. It's fun. Uh, How involved with the programming do you get, John? Here, not as much. I mean, I'm in the original. I just track it. David pretty much drives it. I'm in the original uh, meetings where we talk about the films. and trying to, you know, turn them on to the films. So I guess that's involved. But then as we go that, who can come? How's the distribution going to work for this film in Britain and all that? It gets away from me, and then we have to... See what we can get.
0: And last year, Hereditary was the probably the breakout hit in the
3: UK. Yeah. yeah. What do you think it might be this year?
4: Perhaps Animals. Yeah, um, I think Animals
3: is going to have a lot of energy here. Um, I mean, what, why is that?
4: UK audiences know the actors, know the director, and it is a uh, really wild and fun and accomplished it's film and
3: the interesting story about women like by women about women and I think that's going to hold um, some interest and push and think, it yeah. through Late Night I think is going to be big I actually yeah. think The Farewell is going to be a breakout here I think it'll um, it's one of those films that's hard to explain until you see it and then everybody loves it so it has to be there's those films that have to have be shown to understand and I think that's going to have a lot of energy here
4: Pardon the pun, but Apollo 11 is bound to take off. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that's a
0: good place to leave it. Thanks All for your time, Jens. Right.
3: All right. So that
0: concludes this Sundance special DCM podcast. Hopefully a few of you have made it to this point. If you did, thank you. And thanks to Eri, Claire, John, and David. I'll hopefully be back later this month with a Cine Europe special. But if not, thank you for listening to this June DCM podcast. Bye-bye.